The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Welcome to the Ask Harry Podcast. This is Harry Margolis, and this is the podcast where we interview experts on all aspects of estate planning. On today's episode of Ask Harry, Harry is joined by psychologist, retirement coach, and author, Dr. Dorian Mincer, to consider the question, when should you retire? Dory, thank you very much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. And uh, as you know, as, as we discussed, we start each session by asking a question from the askharry.info website. And today's question, which is somewhat related to retirement, is when should you review your beneficiary designations? And these can be beneficiary designations on any kind of account, a lot of accounts that are pay- payable on death accounts, and then it could be on life insurance, and it could be on retirement plans. And uh, there's probably more in my bailiwick than yours, but the, the answer is really whenever there's a change, and whether it's a, a change in your life or it's a change in your uh, beneficiaries' lives, it, it makes sense to check these because uh, so if somebody gets married or divorce or even even they're not married, but they're in a committed relationship, you may not want that, that girlfriend from uh, 10 years ago to be the beneficiary of your life insurance anymore. And the, upon the birth of a child or grandchild, somebody's death, if you, have, if you don't have children and nieces and nephews are going to be beneficiaries, if any of them either is born or has a child or dies, and if any, anyone becomes incapacitated, and definitely if you change a job, because you may have your 401k plan from your old job may have somebody designated as the beneficiary. You may get, get changed jobs, start a new retirement plan with a new job, and name a new beneficiary, and they may be inconsistent. And so it's good to ch- at that point to check all of your beneficiary designations. And finally, upon retirement which is a good time really to check all of your estate planning. It's to make sure you're all, your beneficiary designations, you know what they are. And first thing is finding out what they are, because you may not remember what you had uh, written down 20 years ago and have a record of it, because it turns out that the, the retirement plan, it's so you need to keep a record of that. Any change should prompt a review of your beneficiary designations. But let's move uh, on to the discussion of our topic today, which is when should you retire, which I think is a really tough question and probably different for everybody. And it's both a financial question and a personal question. But I'll I'll, I'll let you start the discussion, Dory, because you know a lot more about this and work with a lot more people on this than I I certainly have. Well, thank you so much for having me here today and to talk about it. And I totally agree with what you said about beneficiary changes and retirement is a time to think about that too. So I'll just make that comment as I start. But you're absolutely right. I think thinking about when to retire is is a complicated question and it is unique to each person. It's unique depending on what your work is, how you feel about your work, what your financial situation is, and a lot of non-financial. So it's, it's really money, but more than money. And I like to think about how to make the decision with the framework of a puzzle. Um, it happens to be a name, part of the title of a book that I co-authored called The Couple's Retirement Puzzle. But I like to think about it because 
it's a verb and a noun puzzle so that you need to puzzle it out. I think about it yourself. And if you're part of a relationship, you mm-hmm. need to talk about it. But the puzzle pieces of life, if you think about it, are finances, health, social connections, family, where to live, who am I, time together, time apart if you're in a relationship, spirituality, legacy. They're all important issues to think about. And they all really do impact some of the considerations of the timing of retirement. Sometimes people think, well, you know, it's just the number. You know, money is a tool. And so much of how much you need and how you want to spend your time depends on your money so you can have lifestyle options. But at the same time, I always say money and health are the two Mm -hmm. biggest puzzle pieces because they really impact everything else. People focus on money in part because that's very concrete. You, you do have a number and uh, well, you don't know what the market is going to do. You have some idea of what you need right. and what the numbers are, but health, who knows what their health is going to be like coming down exactly. the pipe. And in fact, money and health are Two of the and, factors uh, I, that might influence the, the timing of retirement. You may be forced to have to retire or to think about retirement because your health's taken a turn or someone you love you know, has gotten sick and, and you may need to take on the role of caregiver. So you said about health. It makes a lot of sense to me. I was uh, taking a walk with a, a friend the other day who's had some health issues, but nothing life-threatening. But partly because of that, and partly because his father died at a relatively young age, as did his grandfather, he's really already thinking about retirement or sort of semi-retirement, taking, he's a a psychologist like you, but also runs a clinic, and he's thinking of uh, resigning relatively early from his uh, directorship and just doing individual therapy, which he can really control his own time with. and. Not, it's not as stressful as, as running a business. That's, that's a great example of how health issues can, can really impact the decision to think about retiring or to work in a different way. So that's one of the other things to think about. But, but in terms of the question of um, when to retire, I think it's helpful for people to think about these different pieces of the puzzle and what, what's important to you. You know, first of all, do you have enough money? I mean, we're living longer and you want to outlive your money. And so that's important. But the health issues, but it's also important to think about what are you going to retire to? How do you want to use your time? You know, who, who are your social supports? All of these things, I think, are important. What, what I see happening sometimes if people just decide, well, I'm a certain age and I need to retire or I want to retire... And, and don't let themselves think about the non-money parts. It can seem really great at the beginning, kind of the honeymoon. But then often what I see is that people start feeling like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Something's missing. So I think if you can think ahead of time about why you want to retire, do you have enough money? How is your health? I think all of these are important factors to consider. And the other, I don't know if you want me to just mention, Harry, about if, if you're part of a couple, but maybe I'll just mention it anyway, that yeah. you know, if, if you're part of a couple, the jury isn't out if people should retire at the same time or at a different time. 
And again, it's complicated. There may be different ages, um, different health issues. You know, if, if people aren't yet um, eligible for Medicare, it may be that one or both, that may impact the timing of retirement too. People feeling like I want to keep working and have, you know, employer health insurance until Medicare kicks in. So that can be part of the health insurance or health issue. And sometimes it's helpful if, you know, in some couples, people do want to retire at the same time. It's not, it's not always done that way. And as I said, the jury's not out. Sometimes it's good if somebody retires, gets used to it, still working to, to think about in terms of the timing for you. Yeah, I can see how that could, you could run into a, a number of different issues. One, one is the old, the old saying is, uh, I married you for better or worse, but not for lunch. <laughs> Right. And people may, people may need some some time away from each other as well as uh, time together. But, of course, that might not necessarily be working while they're away from each other. They can be doing other things. But the other issue I, I see is that a lot of people like to travel when, the, when they first retire, when they're still in uh, good shape physically and mentally and can, and, and can do it and enjoy it. And what if uh, one member of the couple is free to travel and the other isn't? Well, again, that can create part of the problem. And sometimes I, I can give an example of a couple that she started working much after him because she was raising children. They reached a point where, you know, he was just really burnt out and decided, I just need to retire. And they talked together. And she said, I need three more years. And they agreed that they would retire at two different times. And he lost his playmate because she was still working. And right. he ended up deciding he didn't want to work full-time. So he got a part-time position. And then they were planning this really great trip. And she did, you know, three years later, retire. And they went on this wonderful trip and then came back and were figuring out how they wanted to live their life. You know, there's some situations, another couple where he retired and his wife was still working and he did some trips on his own. And, you know, you don't need to be joined at the hip, you know, as you were saying, and it is, you know, I married you for better or for worse, but not for 24 seven. And the healthiest relationships actually are when two people, you know, can have their own separate independence and separate life, but then there's some wonderful interdependence and sharing and travel can be done separately. Now, right now with COVID, you know, travel plans are a bit, you know. Of course, nobody's traveling at all. Nobody's right traveling now, right? Um, yeah, or very and, well. Yeah. And, and, you know, actually, this pandemic, just to mention it just really briefly, is creating some issues for people about should I just retire? You know, should I, you know, keep working? Or maybe people have lost a job. And they don't want to retire. They can't afford to retire. And so all these are, that's part of why it's so complicated. It's, you know, you might be retired from a job and you're not ready to be retired. And then. Right. We've been talking about retirement as a choice. Right. When in fact, uh, people, people are lucky enough to, she said, they just find themselves without a job and not able to find a new one. Right. And it is harder for older people. So it, it does become important, again, to think about if you do have a choice, 
you know, do you still want to work? And if so, in what ways? And if you don't have a choice, really to use the time then to think about, are there gaps in what my skills are? Do I need to learn something new to become more marketable? Or what are some, you know, other situations that I can perhaps work in, maybe project oriented, you know, where I can earn some extra money. So the timing can be uh, complicated. It's much nicer if we have a choice. And, you know, it's interesting, there used to be a mandatory retirement age in a lot of industries. And people would grumble about that. You know, that was when, you know, people tended to retire age 62 or 65. And now, you know, there's so many different options that it, it does make it more complicated of, you know, when to decide. And some people really just are really burnt out from their work. But I find in the 21st century, that still does exist. There's some jobs that are just, you know, really strenuous and you get to a point where you say enough. Many people end up, you know, really loving what they're doing. And, but, but they maybe don't want to work in the same way. Just needing to think about how much money do I need to earn? What's my health? What's, what's, you know, what's helping me stay vital and, and alive and alert? And it may be continuing to work, but it may be that, you know, there are a lot of other interests that you have and you really want time to, to do those things. So you, you want to think about allowing yourself time to reinvent yourself and to, to work. Mm-hmm. In- so I, so I, Thinking of uh, lawyers, being a lawyer myself, but any kind of profession become is, for a lot of people is a big part of their identity and a sense of self worth that they're that they're doing well in the profession and the people regard them well. And that is a as a problem for your your clients or patients that they that it's so much a part of the identity that they can't imagine stopping and losing that identity. Absolutely. That's a, a big, big issue. And it's, it's important to think about who am I, you know, other than just my work. And some people have hobbies, some people have other interests, some people don't, you know, some people have been so focused on work that they really are totally frightened of what the non-working life would be. And that's another part of the, the issues of separate from money and separate from health. It's the who am I? You know, who am mm-hmm. I my CV? And, and it really is important for people to give yourself time to think about it. There's, you know, there's a dark side of retirement, unfortunately, where, you know, if people aren't able to figure out how to build in connection, engagement, purpose, and meaning, some of what we get from work, if they're not able to build that into their life, it's so easy to spiral down. And you want to avoid that slippery slope. There can be too much kind of isolation or, or depression, people turning to drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. and, and potentially can be the dark side. So it's very important to let yourself think ahead. You know, who am I besides just my work? And how do so, I want so, work to be part of my life? So how, I guess my question is, how do you do that when, when you're so busy working? And on the one hand, I think you might be... Um, too busy to really focus on other issues, and also even though you may prefer a different lifestyle, it's also hard, I think, to imagine what that would be while you're still working. That you almost have to retire to to have the time and to start thinking about doing things in a different way or, or doing something different. I don't, I don't know. That's just like my uh, 
impression from the outside. I don't know. What what do you think? Yes and and no. My feeling is that um, people can make time to think about important things. And, Mm -hmm. And it's hard when there's a lot of pressure at work. There's no question about it. But it is important to to try to let yourself begin to think about how do I want to live the rest of my life, basically. And sometimes going to a a coach can be helpful, or there's so many different workshops now around or opportunities, books that are around to think about, you know, the the non-financial aspects to consider when you're thinking about retirement. I, I know that it's, it's, it's very easy to say, oh, there's just not time to think about it. But I really do think that even if it's a weekend time or, you know, allowing yourself some evening time to think about it, it it's, it's important to think about life after working. And if you mm-hmm. find time to think about it, it may be important to ask yourself the question of, am I afraid to open up some space? to think about some other options for myself. And, you know, and there, it may be fair-based. It may be, it's, it, there's no question that life is busy, but taking some time, opening up the space to think about what are my options. And, and you know, that may lead someone to say, I am so, this is my identity and I don't wanna develop. You know, I don't have any interests. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm scared of the idea of not working. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good to know that about yourself. But, you know, a lot of times it's helpful to just spend some time and think about what did you like to do, you know, when you were younger? Or who do you admire? You know, who who do you look to? And what kind of interest do they have? Or, you know, even asking yourself, you know, if I had time, you know, if I had unlimited money, how would I like to live my life? And I, I also, there's a wonderful question that, that I, I often like to ask people, which is a question from uh, George Kinder, who is a financial life planner. There is a series of questions. He has two other questions before it, but, but I often will ask people, what if you went to the doctor and the doctor said you had 24 to 48 hours to live? What would you, what would you wish you had done? What would you wish you had said? You know, were you able to be the person you want to be? And sometimes, you know, asking yourself a startling question like that really can get you to pull back a little and say, well, I don't want to end up having regrets. I really want to think about, you know, how, how do I want to live this next stage of my life? And where does work fit into that? You know, mm-hmm. And does work fit into it? And, and sometimes just, you know, that stark reality can get somebody thinking about it or or sometimes just a, a health wake-up call for yourself or somebody that you love can get people to suddenly take the time to think about it. You know, I, I think it's nice if you don't have to have, you know, a serious wake-up call to think about what's next. And I do think people can find, you know, if, if they want to, people can find a little time to start the thinking process. And, you know, it doesn't all have to happen all at once. But to just start thinking about, you know, do I want to work forever? And um, Mm -hmm. maybe you do. (laughs) My, you know, I'm in my mid seventies. My husband's in his eighties. He's he still works a day a week, right now. Uh You know, telemedicine, and I'm 
you know, I'm working totally with Zoom, but I'm in my 70s. And, you know, and sometimes people really love what they do, but they just want to do it in a way that works for them, maybe not full time. So maybe a little more relaxing. So you you mentioned that that question that people can ask themselves. And I'm wondering, are are there workbooks or or, uh, checklists or series of questions available for people who are uh, ready to take take this on to begin to think about when they will retire and what retirement will look like? There's so many wonderful books out there. The book that I co-authored, although written for couples, it's really helpful for individuals too. It's got 10 chapters, you know, 10 of the must-have conversations to think about if it's just mm-hmm. for yourself or to talk about with whoever's important in your life. It doesn't have to be a, a partner or a spouse. It can be you know, siblings or adult children, you know, whoever's important in your life. There's another book and, and well, also on my website, which is revolutionizedretirement.com. If you sign up, there's a list of resources that mm-hmm. is kind of a free giveaway that would give people a list with all those topics, a lot of resources to look at, to, to be able to think about it. Uh, there's another book, Live Smart After 50 which was compiled by the Life Planning Network by many people who are part of it. I'm, I contributed to that book also, which really talks about what's next and helps you begin to think about retirement. There's so many really good books out there. There's a recent book that just came out by Ken Dykewald called What Retirees Want. It's based on uh, 40 years of his research through his um, company AgeWave but he really looks at different types of retirees. And it's, I think it's a very helpful book for pre-retirees as well as retirees. I really recommend it. Sounds, sounds great. It sounds like something that people should spend some time on before they're ready for retirement so they can uh, really plan ahead to, to have the kind of retirement they want. But also, I think if you can visualize your retirement, then that may feed back into, well, maybe I don't have to keep working forever. I can, we can stop at an earlier age and move on to this next stage. And, and maybe there's a way to, to uh, still earn some money so we don't uh, have to have all the money in the bank for the rest of our lives. Exactly. And there really are a, a number of very well-trained uh, retirement coaches out there to be aware of too. And well, everybody's working right now uh, virtually, but retirement coaches in general, even before COVID, tend to work virtually. So wherever you end up, you know, living, you can. If people are seeing people in person, you could work in person. If if you feel like you need some help along the way, there there's a retirement coaches association, and you can check that out and get names of different retirement coaches. And you know, it's helpful oftentimes to get help. Particularly if you if you feel like you're stuck or that you know you don't even know how to start thinking about it, I, I really do that. Good. So, just Dory, could you remind everybody before we before we finish with about the name of your book and the name of your website and how people can find you? Great. Yeah, I'd be happy to. My email, if people want to reach me, is Dorian D O R I A N at DorianMincer D-O-R-I-A-N-M-I-N-T-Z-E-R.com. The book that I co-authored is The Couple's Retirement Puzzle, 10 Must-Have Conversations for Creating an Amazing New Life Together. If you go to my website, which is 
www.revolutionizedretirement.com. There are a list of, you know, a number of books that I've contributed to. But as I mentioned, if you sign up, there's a, a giveaway which has resources under all of the those 10 areas of the 10 important conversations. And I also just want to mention real quickly that on the fourth Tuesday of each month, I have a free webinar that's open to professionals and the public. You just have to sign up the week before at my website. You get a recording link afterwards. And I bring in experts, similar to Ask Carrie. I bring in experts mm-hmm. that focus on aging and you know, this next stage of life, how to rebrand yourself, how to reinvent yourself. And actually, Harry is going to be my guest leading off in 2021. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that, too. So. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Dory. We're, in our next session, uh, we're going to talk again. We talked today about when to retire. And in our next session, we will be talking about what retirement might look like. And I'm looking forward to that discussion. Me too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Ask Harry podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions about estate planning, you can find answers at askharry.info. And if you don't find your answer there, you can post a question and I will respond to it. You can also subscribe and listen to future episodes on iTunes. If you're interested in Harry's book, Get Your Ducks in a Row, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Estate Planning, please visit margolis.com. That's M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S.com. Ask Harry is a production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.